What's going on? It's Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. On today's show, we'll be speaking with Manny Mullins and Jake Garland of Memphis Mayfires. They just dropped their brand new album, This Light I Hold, yesterday out on Rise Records. Catch them out right now on the last week of the Rise Up Tour here in North America before they head across the pond to the UK for the second leg with the Devil Wars Prada, Silverstein, and like Moss to Flames, so uh, really cool to catch up with those guys, and uh, great talk about the album, and a whole lot more. And then as well, Dave Stevens and Kyle Pavone, the vocalists of We Came As Romans, are on the show, talking all about their brand new single, Wasted Age, how it's going to uh, kind of represent the album that they are about to uh, write and record coming up, and uh, releasing in 2017, as well as a whole lot more who they're going to be working with, the exit of their drummer, Eric Choi, and uh, possibly who could be recording drums with them on their next album. A couple really cool people that they brought up. I think it's going to be uh, awesome, that is for sure. Hopefully you guys have been having a great week. It's been an awesome week in music, to say the very least. On Monday morning, if you told me at the end of the week we'd be getting a brand new Avenged Sevenfold record and that they'd be performing on the top of Capitol Records, their brand new record label, I'd probably say you're crazy, but that is the case. A brand new Avenged Sevenfold album just dropped yesterday. Pretty much out of nowhere, the stage. I've had the opportunity to listen to it a couple times through. Just a number of absolutely ripping guitar solos, some great breakdowns, Really reminiscent kind of the the City of Evil days on a lot of tracks. And the closing track, Exist, is 15 minutes and 41 seconds long. It is quite the trip. It's one of those songs where you just put your headphones on, you uh, just put the volume up to 10, and close your eyes and enjoy the track. So uh, definitely go and check that record out. As well as Avenged Sevenfold and Memphis Mayfire having new albums out this week. Upon a Burning Body also dropped a pretty rad album. They're going to be coming up on the show in a couple weeks' time as I'll be catching up with them when they are in Toronto for the Sumerian Records 10 Years in the Black Tour. So really looking forward to that. Another big thing that happened between uh, the show last week and this week is the fact that uh, Danny Warsnop, uh, officially back in Asking Alexandria, playing his first couple shows as that uh, 10 Years in the Black Tour kicked off just a couple days ago. And I gotta say, he sounded pretty good. I think as good as he sounded in years in terms of uh, singing Asking Alexandria songs. Um, I saw videos of him uh, doing A Prophecy, where he was uh, you know, hitting absolutely everything. It was pretty rad to see, so I don't know if it was a case where maybe he wasn't as into it at the end and therefore wasn't putting as much effort forward, but it really seems like his heart is back into it now, so that is good to see. Right now, we are going to get right into our interview with the Memphis Mayfire. Had the opportunity to catch up with Matty Mullins and Jake Garland in Toronto when they were on the Rise Up Tour here with the Devil Wars Prada and Lake Moss of Flame. So here it is, my interview with Matty Mullins and Jake Garland of Memphis Mayfire on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we're joined by a band. They're going to be dropping their brand new album, The Slight I Hold, coming out in just a couple weeks. Currently out on a co-headlining run with the Devil Wars Prada and Silverstein out on the Rise Up Tour with a couple other Rise Records bands. We're here with the guys in Memphis Mayfire. If you guys just want to uh, introduce yourselves and say what you do in the band. Yeah, what's up? I'm Maddie, and I sing in the band. I'm Jake. I play drums. I'm Kellen. I'm eating food, and I play guitar. 
So you guys are uh, just uh, two dates in this tour so far. Uh, Silverstein actually hops on after tonight, but uh, the first two dates, just you guys, uh, Prada and like Moth to Flame, just how they've been so far. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, man. Um, just today is day three. Last night in Chicago was sick. Um, you know, tonight's going to sell out, and uh, we love Toronto. All our shows up here are amazing, so just looking forward to the whole run. Yeah, man, definitely for sure. I think it's really cool as well. It feels like it's been a, a couple of years since Rise Records has kind of uh, pulled together a tour with, you know, three or four of their bands uh, on the roster, because, I mean, it's such a strong roster, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we did, uh, the, we did, we headlined another Rise Records tour back in the day, too. Five years ago. Yeah, so I think any time that we put a tour together, they're just, like, asking if they can put their logo on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it's cool, man. It, it'll be, it'll be a good one, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, for you guys, I'm just talking about the brand new album at this point. You guys have uh, released uh, two singles, Carry On, and uh, then obviously the album title track uh, featuring Jacoby from uh, Papa Roach. Um, for you guys, and just kind of uh, continuing with uh, what you're going with uh, with Unconditional into this album, I mean, I, I think a lot of those themes are still kind of there in terms of, um, you know, obviously people think you guys, uh, as you're becoming a bigger band, you guys are becoming these different people when... Uh, uh, I, I personally, you know, having talked to you guys several times before, you know, I wouldn't say that's true whatsoever, you know, talking to you guys over the last four or five years. But um, just for you guys and going into the writing and recording of this album, you know, after you guys dropped the deluxe edition of Unconditional with a couple new songs last year, um, just uh, what was kind of the mindset for you guys going into this in terms of uh, just what you wanted to do and what you guys wanted to get across uh, from a lyrical standpoint? Man, we really wanted to make the best Memphis Mayfire record yet, you know? Um, the guys chose a different producer to work with for instrumental stuff. Matt Good is his name. Really uh, f fresh producer. He's you know he's just done a couple records, and um, so he had a he brought a really fresh perspective to the table, and uh, really awesome to work with. Rad dude. I did my vocals with Cameron as always, um, but you know we did the record in Phoenix at Matt's studio and sent it out for multiple test mixes to see who could make it sound the best, and Matt Good came back with the best mix and, and nailed it, you know? Uh, so we, we are really stoked with on how it turned out. It feels like a giant step forward, man, like um, lyrically, instrumentally, sonically, just everything about the record feels bigger and better than ever before. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I got to, you know, um, take two months off to write and, and focus and like, get inside my own head and just make sure that the content that I was putting out was was exactly what I wanted to say. And so, yeah, man, I mean, the record feels great. It feels a lot more rock-driven. Uh, the clarity through the whole record is pristine. Um, just really stoked about it. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Now, j just kind of with that and having a producer do kind of the instrumentals and then having uh, somebody to do the, the vocals with you and, you know, working with Cameron once again, just for um, for you guys and working as far as the instrumental side of things with uh, somebody like Matt Good, I mean, people... Uh, just might know him from some of the stuff he's done in the past. I know uh, just as far as, you know, as you guys said, him mixing the album. I know uh, a little bit of a different kind of an album, but uh, he mixed the uh, the Necro Goblicon album, which I thought was uh, sonically was really awesome. Oh, right. um, uh, so, I mean, with these two first two tracks, I really think, you, you know, you kind of see that stuff. But uh, just from kind of a, a lyrical or a instrumental perspective for you guys in terms of, you know, obviously blending kind of the more uh, melodic and kind of uh, groove-driven parts with the kind of heavier stuff, uh, what was it kind of like for you guys this time around? <laughs> uh, I mean, Kellen Kellen right is is the main songwriter for all the music, and so I don't know what goes on in his brain half the time, but he just always comes up with like song after song. Literally, the album hasn't come out, and he's already shown us three new demos for more songs. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, there, there's a, a lot of the instrumentals. Uh, like you know, Maddie said, it's more of a rock driven record, but it's crazy how songs can come together. Because like when we hear an instrumental demo 
I'm like, okay, is Maddie gonna scream over it? Is he gonna sing over it? It's like a lot of the songs, you know, even take this light I hold, um, you know, it's a, it's still a heavy, even though it's like very rock and roll song, like kind of more driving, straightforward beat. Um, it still could have been like a super heavy, you know, screaming song or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, as far as just doing the instrumentals, I think we just kind of try and write, you know, the best version or best song, you know, together, and then what Maddie adds on top of that ends up, you know, total could totally change what I thought the song was going to sound like or anything like that. And uh, but yeah, I mean, the instrumental t- the instrumentals doing it in the studio this time was really cool. I, I track drums actually a different way than I normally do, kind of separating uh, some of the, the well, the way that I tracked it in general was just different than normal, but. Um, Having Matt Good do it too was the first time that we kind of had a producer's opinion. A lot, you know, even a couple times he was like, "Hey, let's change this part," or you know, "Change this drum beat up," or "Let's scrap this bridge part," and ended up making like, uh, you know, the song like the best of its ability. So I don't know. It was, it, it was a really good process. I, I hope we kind of stick with with that way in the future. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I mean, with the two tracks being released so far, I, I mean, obviously we're seeing kind of a lot of those melodic album or a lot of those uh, melodic elements kind of uh, encompassed in the music. But I would say, you know, personally, I mean, it, I when I see people complain like, oh, it's not as heavy as it used to be, I personally think that in a way it, it's just as heavy. You know what I mean? It just kind of uh, kind of is an evolution of your guys' music. Because I think so often that you know. Uh, when people hear a little bit more singing than they do screaming, they automatically oh the band's going soft, which I just think is the most uh, ridiculous thing ever. But <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's ignorant, you know. Yeah. And um, to each their own, and anybody can have an opinion. But I mean, if people say that the Hollow is our heaviest record, then they just uh, they're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, you know, yeah. uh, the record's just as heavy, if not heavier, and especially sonically. I mean, this record is bigger than anything we've ever done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, just talking about kind of the the album title, the album, the sled I hold is the this light kind of mean you know kind of like what we have in front of us as like our career and kind of all the opportunities we have, or is it kind of a more general thing of kind of you know the light inside everybody? Yeah, I mean, to each their own, man. I really want people to take these songs and make them their own. You know, I want people to to hear something because I mean, when I was growing up, I would listen to songs and what I took away from it was probably totally different than what. Like, especially with, like, Anthony Green's lyrics, you know, they're so all over the place. It's like, yeah. what, what that meant to me is probably completely different than what it meant to him. Um, but for me, you know, in this record, I think that hope is the light, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and no matter what we go through in life, no matter what we're struggling with or what we're facing, um, that hope is always real and it does always exist and it's always there for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why the record cover, you know, it looks like the light at the end of a tunnel, you know, and we've yeah. always wanted hope to be a focal point of, of our message as a band, so. Yeah, definitely. Now, what would you guys say is the toughest stuff that you guys have kind of had to go through over these past couple of years, you know, of that kind of unconditional record cycle? I mean, obviously, people only see stuff from the outside, and they see you guys getting more successful, and therefore think you guys kind of have the, these perfect lives, you know what I mean? Which obviously isn't true, so I mean, for you guys just being out on the road so much, obviously trying to balance family life at home as well as being out on the road, just uh, is that kind of the most difficult part that you guys have, or just, you know, being on the road for, for long periods of time? Obviously, um, you know, it has a, a different effect on everybody. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, we all have our individual struggles. Everybody's life looks like a life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, with deaths in the family and, uh, you know, sometimes financial struggles and, uh, you know, um, 
emotional stuff. You know, I was struggling with anxiety and depression really bad for a while, and I did therapy and stuff for it. And um, so, you know, it's it's definitely not perfect, no matter what it looks like from the outside. But man, I will say that God's been so good to us, dude. I mean, absolutely. There's no other way to put it. Um, we have it. We do have it good. And um, and I think that God having His hand in this band and wanting to use this this band for something so much bigger than us is is ultimately why we have our success so for sure man now i thought that was interesting too that you know you guys uh, really on on that carry on song you guys come right out and say you know there's obviously a, a quote from maybe a record label person you know don't be too preacher won't sell you know I, I think the fact that you guys have always been able to write exactly what you want to want about no matter what it is i think that's something that's that's really admirable because you have seen over these last couple of years, kind of a, I, I won't say not even close to all bands, but a, a handful of bands that I guess would kind of be within uh, the Warp Tour scene that are kind of, you know, doing stuff a little bit different and maybe uh, not doing stuff that they would have done four or five years ago in terms of, you know, their musical integrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, listen, dude, if, if I had it on my heart to write a song about being pissed off, I'd write a song about being pissed off, you yeah. know? But if I, if I feel joy... Or if it's suppression, or if it's anxiety, or if it's gratitude, or if it's that I have this newfound understanding of something, then that's what I'm going to write about, you know? Mm-hmm. And if um, if I'm learning more about my relationship with God, and that's shaping my life and forming me as a person, and I want to tell people about it, that's what's going to be in our music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, like, against writing about any certain topic, and I'm not going to be yeah. like, all oh, my songs are going to be about my relationship with God forever. Yeah. It's not like that. It's just like, this is what's on my heart. This is what I feel like God's wanting me to write. That's what I'm going to write, yeah. no matter what, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, if people relate, then that's awesome. If they don't, I still feel like I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, know, so. yeah definitely. Now, for you guys, what would you say is kind of the biggest learning lesson that you guys have had just over these past couple of years with the band getting a little bit bigger and kind of uh, getting into that headlining status as opposed to, you know, uh, being the first couple couple of bands uh, opening up tours and whatnot, just kind of uh, as far as, you know, whether it's just, uh, you know, doing the headlining sets and kind of getting into more of a routine or it's just, you know, getting used to, uh, you know, being out on the road as much as you guys are because the demand is there so strongly all around the world. Yeah. Yeah, man, headlining is sweet. Um, we've definitely been learning a lot more about what, you know, the, the stamina that it takes to tour as much as we do and to play as long of sets as we're playing these days. Um, but, man, I think, like, one thing that I learn and that we learn daily is that entitlement and pride are have no place in this band, you know? Because we're, we're all... We're all capable of, of feeling those ways, you know, and being like, oh, well, why isn't this like this, and why don't we get this, and why do they get that, We, you know, like, it's a, it's definitely, like, stuff that's all around you all the time, like, well, we worked so hard, we deserve this, and it's like, nothing good ever comes from that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, we're human, and we're going to feel that way sometimes, but, but to let those things go, and to, um, and, and to really focus on, on um, the fact that it is such a gift for us to be here. You know, and that we don't all just deserve this because we worked hard. There's a million musicians out there that worked as hard as we did and just never got their shot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's gratitude and being thankful is such a cure to so many, so many internal, you know, negative emotions. So mm-hmm. definitely. Well, what would you guys say for your, for yourselves with, with that as far as a uh, lesson set on the road? I mean, that's that's a good answer, man. It sums it up. You know, 
pretty much expresses how we all feel for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there's always little tiny personal things too, you know, like things you learn over the years of like what makes life easier on the road, you know, mm-hmm. from a thousand different things that I could go over. But yeah, that's definitely a good main one to focus on, keep in the back of our minds at all times. Yeah. We will be back talking more with Maddie Mullins and Jake Garland of Memphis Mayfire, but first, off of their brand new album, The Sled I Hold, it's Carry On on Rock the Walls.
You are listening to Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we're joined by a band. They're going to be dropping their brand new album, The Slight I Hold, coming out in just a couple weeks. Currently out on a co-headlining run with the Devil Wars Prada and Silverstein out on the Rise Up tour with a couple other Rise Records bands. We're here with the guys in Memphis Mayfire. If you guys just want to uh, introduce yourselves and say what you do in the band. Yeah, what's up? I'm Maddie, and I sing in the band. I'm Jake. I play drums. Now, for you guys, uh, with the two tracks being released so far, um, obviously uh, still most of the album to go, are there any tracks in particular that haven't been released yet that you guys are uh, really fond of and are really uh, just excited for the listeners to hear now that you guys have kind of uh, had this record uh, done for a couple months and have uh, you know been listening to it, kind of uh, trying to figure out that track listing, obviously, before you guys announced it? Yeah. Um, man, every song. It's so tough. It's like, we've never written records that were like, all right, Here's our singles and here's some filler. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we went into the studio with 13 songs, exp- you know, thinking that we were going to cut one or two of them and didn't. Like all 13 went on there. We're so proud of each and every one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a song called Letting Go that I think people are not going to expect. I'm really stoked about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just just overall, it's sweet. Actually, there's a song um, like kind of like the, the middle of the record ballad kind of feel song. Um, it's called That's Just Life, and it's got, like, this rad, like, fuel vibe to it, you know? Um, and so I don't think people are going to expect that one either, and, I, and I'm really proud of that one. I really like the way that song turned out. So, yeah, man, I mean, every song on the record is rad, and we're stoked. And, and, and what's cool about our records, man, is that I never feel like there's, like, one or two songs on each record that everybody's like, that's my favorite song, that's my favorite song. It's like, it seems like everyone has a different favorite song from, like, all over the record, you know? Like, sure. people are always like, oh, well, why don't you ever play this song? And we're like, well... You're, you're, that's the first time we've ever heard that that's someone's favorite song, you know? Yeah. But, um, so it's just rad, dude. We're stoked. 1 through 13. Proud of it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for, for you guys personally, uh, any any kind of different tracks? Definitely Letting Go is a really cool one. Like, that was one of my favorite instrumentals. Like, you know, going back to what I was talking about before in the studio. Like, hearing instrumentals first and then waiting to hear what Maddie sings over it. And that was one that kind of got... Produce, like we kind of rearranged a little bit in the studio too and it went from you know a, you know this song to like just this perfectly written like three and a half minute like song like insane chorus like really cool intro that's one of my favorite ones too it has this actually one of my favorite drum beats in it in the verses is like kind of something that we've never really done the whole song as itself uh like maddie was saying i think fans aren't going to expect because it's a little bit different. It's still definitely a Memphis Mayfire song, but it's, you know, it's it's just a really cool track and it's cool great lyrics, you know, awesome instrumental. It, I don't know. It's 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 a pretty cool song. I'm really excited for that one. I think it's going to be a fun one to play live that a ton of people are going to be able to sing and jam to. But uh yeah, that one and then the very last track on the record, Live It Well is one of my favorites too and it that one also, I don't think people will expect. It's definitely a different vibe too. One also that we kind of changed up uh, in the studio as well, almost like totally rearranging the first chorus to which makes the song flow totally different than it did before. And uh, it's a really good ending to the album too. So I'm stoked for for that one. We can't let Jacoby's guest vocals overshadow the fact that Larry Solomon also sang on the record. Oh, yeah. Um, who is, like, one of my favorite singers growing up, and his band's not together anymore. They were called My American Heart. Mm-hmm. We're the same age, and, and I grew up listening to his band, and we've gotten to be close over the past couple of years, and I've wanted him on a record for so long, and then, you know, we just finally made it happen. It's sick. Nice. Yeah. Talked about it. 
That's definitely awesome. Now, for for you guys in deciding on on both of those vocalists for the guest spots, I mean, um, uh, I thought it was really really cool with the music video. You know, you guys uh, did the APMA performance with Jacoby, kind of incorporating some of that footage into it. You know, like where is he type deal and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, uh, for you guys and uh, asking both of them, you know, you said that you were friends with him, but uh, from a Jacoby standpoint, is that somebody that you guys have kind of been getting uh, close to just over these past couple of years, or totally. just kind of you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Kellen and I presented an award at the Golden Gods Award with Jacoby um, a few years back and um, Jacoby came up to me and he was like hey man like I know you don't know me and I don't know you yet but like I know you're a believer and I am too and we both live in secular music and I just wanted you to know him and I was like that's rad so um, you know the years progressed and I think Jake actually got connected with Jacoby through the clothing line that he started mm-hmm. um, and so you know I got on the horn with him and I was like, dude, I really want you on this track. And he's so talented, dude. Like he flew in to the studio at Phoenix. He was there for like two hours and then flew out. Like it was like, boom, oh, wow. sick. Um, and then we got him there for the music video. He was there 12 hours all day long with us, you know, like cranking it out and um, killed it. Uh, yeah, he's rad, dude. Very talented. Um, it's just stoked to have him on the record. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, with the music video as well, uh, obviously with him being in it, but as well a couple other cameos, Levi Venton, uh vocalist from uh, Miss May I. He's in the video for a yeah. bit of, for a second there. And then obviously at the very end, the big reveal is that Danny from uh, formerly Vasking Alexandria, now We Are Harlot, doing some solo stuff. Yep. Um, is the guy behind the mask, is that going to kind of tie in maybe to uh, future music videos you guys have on this record? You know what? To be honest, dude, we didn't plan for that to be the case. Yeah. And if we did, I wouldn't know what song the video would be for. Yeah. Um, but it would be cool to do a sequel to it. Unfortunately, that video was unbelievably expensive. I don't know if we'll have the budget to do another one like that. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it was it was such a cool idea to be. Actually, we wanted it to be Gary Busey was how the treatment was originally written. Um, but then when it worked out, we we're like, you know, Danny is so much more relatable to our fan base, and he's such a good actor too. You know, like it, yeah. I think he'd be perfect for it. And, it was cool because, like, when Danny's wearing the mask, like, his, like, gingery beard is kind of poking out. So you, you would <laughs> yeah. think it was me, yeah. you know, until he took the mask off. So it just worked out great, man. We love Danny, so. Yeah, definitely. Now, I, I mean, doing a music video like that for, for you guys and kind of obviously – you, you, you guys find it, like, the treatment, kind of what's going to happen, but then, obviously, the filming kind of begins and whatnot. Well, what's that kind of like for you guys in terms of uh, just some of kind of the, the more, like, action-based stuff kind of in the music video and whatnot? Uh, I, I love the way the music video turned out. We've never really had... I I mean, the, the past few videos we've really liked, but I think for a while we were all, like like, waiting for that, like, super awesome music video, and we were, like, not that we didn't like our last ones or anything, but, like, a lot of our videos have always been, like, mostly live band stuff, and, like, a little storyline behind it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the Stay the Course one, we were super stoked, I mean, Beneath the Skin almost is almost all, all live stuff against a green screen, which was cool. Yeah. Then I think Stay the Course was almost the first one that had a little bit of a storyline to it, you know, had a little plot... Um, you know, the guy in the desert and then eventually revealing that it's Maddie. Whereas this time, uh, our manager actually wrote the treatment and it didn't really call for a lot of band stuff. We wanted to have like this crazy thing that, you know, at the end of it or at the end of the whole process, you know, with the, the director getting like news footage and like the pre, the whole like, you know, minute long intro about like the the news anchors and all that. It turned into this like movie pretty much, which was super cool. And so 
like Maddie said, you know, it, it was expensive to do that, but it would be, you know, I, I think that looks great because it's, it's memorable. You know, like people come to a concert to watch us live, not knocking, you know, music videos that have a lot of live band performance, but like I think the whole having storyline and a plot makes it so much more cinematic and like really cool to watch. It makes you want to go back and watch the music video and not just like listen to the song, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Totally. So, and yeah, what's crazy, we when we got Danny, you know, Danny's been a close friend forever, you know, he did guest vocals on one of our songs years ago and uh having him at the end of the video, we were just like, yeah, this fits good. Like I think it, you know, people like it, but people were like really really stoked on it. And so it would be fun maybe to have a sequel, you know, not necessarily the whole sequel of like, you know, him capturing Jacoby, but you know, there might be a way to throw him in the plot of, of something, you know, who knows? Maybe but, Danny and I did it together. Maybe we're both guilty. Yeah. Who knows? You know, but, yeah. but yeah, I love that style of music video. It was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Now for, for you guys and kind of uh, just starting this album cycle, I mean, obviously within this tour, it's a, it's a quick, like a three, two and a half, three week long tour for, for you guys. Uh, but as far as uh, kind of uh, what you're kind of looking at on this coming album cycle for you guys, are you kind of uh, just kind of going to be doing more headliners and stuff like that? Or are you guys going to try and kind of uh, get into more of like that, the rock tour stuff, you know, being able to tour with bands like Five Finger Death Punch, you know, bands obviously like Papa Roach and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'd love to do more rock tours, you know, um just playing for a market of people that might not have heard of us before. I think that's like ultimately the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'd probably, we'll probably end up headlining a good bit. And if the right support tours present themselves, then we'll take those, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we've got a bunch of touring plans already for the rest of the year. Actually, right after this tour, we go to Europe with the same tour package. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's really awesome to kind of to kind of be able to have that too. You know, knowing over the course of like two, three months that you're going to be with the same people. You know, yeah, I mean? it'd be cool, man. Yeah, it was just you know we're at the tip of the iceberg right now, and it's going to be I think a lot of good relationships and everything will unfold from this. So yeah, definitely. Now, uh, just right now, kind of in 2016, you're starting to see a lot of newer bands, kind of the new crop of kind of heavy bands coming in at this point. I mean, for you guys and kind of uh, what you've been enjoying as far as uh, the newer, heavier bands or maybe just uh, newer records that have come out so far this year, who are some bands that you guys would like to to be bringing out as kind of openers uh, on your upcoming tours? If you obviously had the choice to handpick, I mean, obviously booking agents, that kind of stuff always factors into it. Dude, Beartooth is so sick. Their music is so good Um, that, you know, we've already had them come out and and open a tour for us. So I don't know what the odds are of that happening again. Um, What what about you, Jake? What are some new bands? I love, um, I know they've been around for a while, but North Lane is really cool. And they they somewhat recently got a new singer who's awesome. And, uh, I, I wa- they played uh, before us a few bands before us when we were over in the UK playing the slam dunk festivals and they kind of just started almost like kind of got into a new I don't I don't want to mean this in any derogatory way but they kind of have like a new gimmicky where they they all wear like super long black cloaky things and their guitar player wears these black contacts and a, like a hospital mm-hmm. mask and it looked awesome and their music is super cool it's like I don't I don't even know what to call genres these days, but but it's it's really cool stuff, and I think they're setting the, like kind of their self apart from a lot of like the other you know, genty or whatever. I mean, you even want to call that genre these days like very low tuned stuff. And they're all super talented. I actually watched our drummer; he was super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really cool. Um, 
trying to think of other ones. I know we've talked about uh, also this band's been literally around for since I was like 13, but um, Ice Nine Kills has been killing it lately. Um, me and Maddie have been friends with Spencer for a little while. Um, I think they would be cool to eventually do a tour with, um, yeah. but their music's pretty cool and they've been doing really pretty well lately. Um, yeah. It's hard. You like you said, there is like so many bands, but but um, I don't know some other new bands. Not even new. It like not like I said, those yeah. bands aren't even new, but just that I. N- more recently have listened to and everything like that and that we haven't toured with either of them really there's this new baby band called pierce the veil we'd love to take them out um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it's really interesting too i mean uh out on uh warp tour of the summer um uh, our station adobe radio got to be uh, one of the radio sponsors uh, for the third straight summer and just seeing going to a couple dates throughout the tour in kind of different regions and areas you see ice nine kills crowd and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger the entire summer. It's really cool. I mean, yeah. I think the the way they have it with Warp Tour now this summer, having two monster stages and then two main stages, I think it really, really worked out well. I mean, there was a lot of monster bands who, for the most crazy. part, yeah, like, I mean, they had just as big of crowds as, like, the main stage bands, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I mean, for, for you guys to do something like Warp Tour again, obviously, you know, you guys have done it done it a handful of times at this point. I mean, would, would you guys think 2017 is probably... Probably something you guys will, will be doing it, or are you guys trying to maybe do something a little bit different this summer? <clears throat> yeah, the Warped Tour is rad, dude. You know, like, we're, we're always down to entertain the idea of doing it. It just depends on the scheduling, you know. Like, if there's something overseas that we need to be doing this summer, then we might end up doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just have to see. And, and it, even if we don't do the full thing, maybe we'll do half of it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Now, as as far as goes for you guys, and just kind of uh, just looking forward to to the rest of this album cycle, and kind of when this album drops in a couple of weeks, um, what is the one thing that you guys really want the the listeners and the fans to take away uh, f- from this album? I think the album sells itself, dude. You know, I, I just I think that people are going to be so pleasantly surprised, um, and. Uh, you know, we we just we want this to be everyone's new favorite record. You know, I think that there's a lot of people that wish that we had the old sound, and a lot of people prefer the new sound. And I think that this record is just a mashup of everything good about Memphis. You know, and I, yeah. and I, so we really want people to <clears throat> to give it a, a fair shot because we're really proud of it. So yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. And uh, just lastly, for you guys, um, you know, a lot of people maybe weren't even a, kind of aware of you guys until Challenger came out, you know, back back in 2011. But for a couple of years before that, people don't know that you guys were doing, you know, just touring relentlessly, touring really hard regionally and whatnot. I mean, for you guys and uh, now seeing kind of the, the newer crop of bands coming up, I mean, obviously, um, if you guys go on your Facebook and check just about any post, no matter what it's related to, there's at least 10, 15 people copy and pasting links to check out their bands and whatnot. But uh, for, for you guys personally, you know, being in that spot where, you know, you guys were once a local band, you know, trying to tour, get a, get a following and whatnot. What would you guys say is uh, kind of your biggest advice for, for bands trying to, to come up and kind of do touring as a full-time thing in 2016? You know, obviously it's a little bit different than, uh, you know, maybe even starting out, I would say, five years ago. Because the, the social media aspect of, of bands and kind of promoting has become that much more prominent. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a I'm a big believer in music with a message, you know. For any local band, I would say, like, you know, what what do you stand for, you know? Mm-hmm. Figure out what you stand for before you start going out on the road and start running your mouth, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, there were years when we were starting out that we were just, like, so stoked. And I and think back and I'm like, man, so, much, so many opportunities wasted to, like, really leave something special with these kids, you know? 
So I just think, you know, figure out what, what it is that you stand for, what it is that you want to be all about, <clears throat> and um, and go balls to the wall with it, dude. And, you know, stay on the road. Keep playing for anybody then everybody that will listen to you until people start paying attention. It's yeah. tough, dude. There's a lot of bands touring. There's a lot of bands that want the spotlight. And uh, if you want your 15 minutes, man, you gotta you got to be willing to do some stuff that no one else is willing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, leave your comfortability. Leave your financial stability at home. You know, leave your family and your friends get out on the road and, and spread the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. hundred percent. Well, Matt, Jake, thanks a lot for joining me on the show today, guys. I really appreciate it for yeah. your time and really stoked for this new record to come out. Me too, man. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they want the listeners to hear and then a song that uh, you guys would like to hear by uh, any band, any artist, any genre. So if you each want to pick a Memphis Mayfire song, a song by any other band, uh, go for it. Yeah, toss carry on in there in this light I hold. You know, those are the two singles. I think you know for anyone that hasn't heard them yet, that'd be great. It'd yeah. be awesome. <clears throat> and then you know, toss blindside sleepwalking in there because that song is awesome. <laughs> there you go. Awesome man. Guys, uh, thanks a lot for the interview. I really appreciate it for your time, and uh, really stoked to uh, so for much. the album to come out. Heck yeah. Go and check out their brand new album, The Sled I Hold. It's coming out tomorrow on Rise Records. It's Memphis Mayfire, The Sled I Hold, featuring Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach on Rock the Walls. I feel the spotlight, I see the rise. The little fire just to burn me alive. I feel the judgment, I hear the rise. But I won't go down without a fight. Twist my words and mock everything I'm saying They hope I'll crash and burn But I'm here and I'm staying It's like everywhere I turn My enemies are waiting to hurt me Cause they hurt so I keep on
Mayfire, This Light I Hold, featuring Jacoby Shaddock. Just really cool to hear a bit the story of uh, Jacoby coming into the studio and uh, just uh, absolutely banging out the track in uh, less than two hours from the point that he uh, flew in and the point that he was already back out on a plane. Absolutely incredible stuff. Go and check out that brand new Memphis Mayfire album and check them out on the last couple of dates of the Rise Up Tour. You know they'll be back touring North America in uh, 2017 for sure definitely have some big plans in store so can't wait to see them once again right now we are going to move things right along and get to our interview with the vocalists of a we came as romans dave stevens and kyle pavone we talk all about their brand new single wasted age signing to sharp tone records their brand new record label after uh, releasing their first couple records on equal vision records And just a whole lot more, Uh, we find out that the producer they recorded their single with is going to be the guy that they go back with uh, for their full length that they'll be releasing next year. And a whole lot more, including addressing, uh, you know, the Eric Choi situation, uh, their drummer that left the band just before the Parkway Drive tour, um, uh, kind of how they're going to handle that as far as touring, and then uh, recording the upcoming album goes. Some pretty interesting names being thrown around as possible drummers that could uh, record for We Car on this album. So uh, really excited for you guys to hear about that and a whole lot more. So here it is, my interview with Dave Stevens and Kyle Pavone of We Came As Romans on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we're joined by a band that currently out on the road with Parkway Drive and Counterparts. You can go and check out their brand new song, Wasted Age, uh, right now. Uh, Going to be dropping a brand new record next year on their new label, Sharp Tone Records. We're here with uh, Kyle and Dave from We Came as Romans. Uh, guys, uh, how's the tour been going so far? You guys are uh, only a couple dates in at this point, but uh, doing a tour with Parkway Drive. A band that you guys have uh, played Warped Tour with before and whatnot, but to uh, be touring with them on a large-scale tour like this, uh, what's it been like so far? Oh, it's been awesome, man. Um, we've had the opportunity to tour them several times, like around the world, and uh, you know, it's always good to see them. And it's, and it's cool they always have our backs, you know, and they've really helped us grow our band. So it's you know, awesome as expected. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's really cool as well. A band like Counterparts being uh, being on the tour as well, kind of uh, three bands that are kind of a, a bit different stylistically, but still obviously being like metal bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. It's short and sweet. You know, by the time Parkway goes on 
no one's really that exhausted yet, you know, compared to some packages I've seen that are like seven bands, you know, I think three, four bands every night. It's real easy and um, fun and, you know, awesome. Yeah, definitely for sure. Now, as far as it goes with new music for you guys, you dropped uh, Wasted Age uh, pretty much uh, just as you guys were going out on tour with Parkway Drive, and you uh, left a message uh, when you guys posted it uh, on your Facebook, uh, just kind of saying, you know, this song is kind of a, a snapshot of what we're going through and what we're still going through as a band. Uh, just in terms of uh, you guys and uh, moving on from uh, the self-titled into into this uh, brand new album, or at least brand new single, uh, What's kind of the approach for you guys, you know, kind of uh, taking a little bit of time away from the band, guys kind of do different stuff, you know, yourself and a couple of the other guys in the band doing Crucible, uh, Kyle, you doing some of your, like, electronic stuff and whatnot. Um, uh, just what, what's this album cycle kind of been like for you guys in terms of uh, how it's kind of been a little bit different than maybe uh, the past couple album cycles where it's just tour, 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 you know what I mean? Um, you know, this record we definitely tried something different, you know, a little more alternative, I guess. Um, it's kind of a... It was just a cool way for us to challenge ourselves and try to write something different and see where it would take us. Um, but, you know, like, at the end of the day, we all kind of missed playing the more, like, metalcore stuff. And, you know, on this record, you know, we kind of found a way to incorporate what we learned and <clears throat> on the last record and, you know, found a way to kind of mix it in with our roots, I guess. <laughs> We're really excited to get into the studio just because we all kind of found, after doing this single, like, we really found what we wanted to do for this next record and i feel like all of us are really stoked about it and we just finally confirmed when we're heading in and we're all gonna fire all pistons and dude it's just gonna be a great record great experience and uh we're, we're really eager to get this music out yeah and the cool thing about wasted age is we like kind of dropped it as a way for our fans to be tied over till we finally release new music because we know it's been a minute people you know they get antsy um so it was kind of a way for them to get some new music, get some new material, and then for us to kind of experiment with, like, this sound and see if our fans would like it, you know. And um, the reaction to the song has been unreal. I mean, um, I don't think we've had such a positive reaction for, from a song in, like, a long time. So, you know, 99.9% .9 positive reviews, which is pretty cool. So it helps going into the studio with that kind of mindset, like, oh, this formula worked, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure i think most of the comments were just uh i mean if, if you just went and looked at the comments on the facebook it was like oh like i love this kind of a return to the old sound but to me um you know the last record the self-title i thought that you know you guys did try something different yeah but at the same time you know you guys still kept it we came as romans and uh th this single i feel like is just kind of uh incorporating a lot of the like to plant a seed understanding what we grown to be and a little bit of tracing back roots into kind of a, a new style if you if you know what i mean and i mean to to see the positive reaction like that i mean it's got to be kind of reassuring to you guys and where you kind of wanted to take this record and it, yeah dude it's it's awesome because we've never had a record we've never done a record where we knew you know what we wanted the end result to be you know it's kind of just been like let's write great songs and see what makes the record um you know, on our last record, like, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it wound up being quote-unquote softer, um, just because we wanted to pick the best songs, you know, and, but it's cool with this record, it kind of seems like we have a better idea of what we want the, you know, end result to be, just from this single alone going out so well, and being so well received, so that's nice going into it, knowing what we have to do, instead of being like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, a song, a song like Wasted Age, it could be about a lot of different things. I mean, some people might have took it originally when they heard it as like a kind of like a uh, a band crying out as if they're like 
going to break up kind of on the verge, but it could also mean about like a relationship, many different things and whatnot. So for you guys and, you know, kind of talking about knowing where you want to take this record based on, you know, the single and the reaction and whatnot. Um, I don't know if you guys can really talk in depth, if you guys, uh, you know, have it all written at this point, but uh, what is kind of uh, going to be the theme or kind of uh, the lyrical kind of content that you guys are going to put on this record? Is it just a lot of uh, more personal stuff or are you guys going to try some more broad stuff you haven't tried before? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's going to be mostly pretty personal. Um, I mean, it's kind of tough to really say at this point where it's that's going to wind up going. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've all been through, like, obviously our individual hardships over the last year and a half, so I'm sure, you know, a lot of those will get brought up and written about in the next record. And um, I don't know. I'm a little too happy right now with life, so i gotta find a, I got to find something else to write about, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Kyle. Kyle probably has some ideas what he wants to write about, and but and Josh too. So I'm sure when the time comes, you know, we'll make it we'll interesting. Think of something. <laughs> We're definitely like in an itch right now where uh, lyrically we are going with some different stuff and. I think it's going to be exciting, and we're going to try some new things. But we're also going to have that we're going to have that honed in stuff that we've always had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, that's the magic about being in the studio is that creative creative minds together is just like endless possibilities. So we'll see. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just excited to get in there and get some work done and like get get the get the creative juices flowing. So. Now, uh, just kind of talking about some of the hard stuff that you guys have gone through, I mean, you know, you guys are getting to an age now where, you know, you're hitting your mid to late 20s, you know, back when you guys were a younger band, it's a little bit different when you can go home from tour and just go back to, like, your mom and dad's house, you know what I mean? Whereas now, you guys are a little bit older, maybe you have, you know, condos, apartments, houses, that kind of stuff, and car payments worry, but, I mean, as far as uh, j- just, like, all that goes and kind of, you know, as I said, kind of taking a little bit of time off, doing a little bit different stuff and kind of seeing the world, you know, I from home kind of from a different perspective of uh being there for a while what was that kind of like for you guys personally and uh kind of getting used to that but also you know being at that age where you see all your friends getting married and doing all that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah i mean this career has its ups and downs for sure i mean uh that's one of the hardest things is you know i have a i have a you know a list of things probably the size of a fucking novel that i've missed you know funerals birthdays weddings you know graduations you name the party or the life event I've probably missed it for at least one of my close friends or family members or you know and that sucks and yeah like you know a lot of our friends and family members you know they're getting married like my sister's married like (laughs) a couple of my best friends are married like it's just happening they're popping out kids and you know for people like us I mean it's probably going to happen a little slower like we'll probably be a little older by the time we all get married and have kids and settle down but you know, that's kind of like the trade-off of it. I think it's awesome. You know, by the time I do settle down, I'll be totally fine just chilling at home, yeah. not moving. Like, if I wind up working a desk job, that actually doesn't sound that bad. Like, going home every night, working set hours, you know, having the weekends off. Like, I think when the when the time comes, I think, uh, you know, it'll be like a change that we'd all be accepting of, you know, because yeah. our lives have been so crazy up until <laughs> that point. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we definitely live a, a different lifestyle than anybody i know to be honest <laughs> yeah, definitely. now i know as well just over the past couple of years you guys have been getting a, a lot more into fitness and whatnot while out on the road and tour oh, yeah. um uh, pounds up four pounds right now 
Nice, man. Yep. In two weeks. <laughs> uh, for, for yourself, just uh, has that kind of had any effects uh, kind of vocally as far as like uh, stamina on stage, playing longer sets when you guys are doing headliners and stuff like that? Or uh, do you guys just obviously feel better, you know, like working out, eating healthy and shit? Obviously, you know, you have less of a chance of getting sick on tour. Yeah, dude. I mean, I have like a mental thing. I don't know. I, I feel like I have a bad, I feel like I don't sing or perform as well if I haven't worked out. <laughs> I know it's not probably true, but I I just feel way better when I do. You know, I feel way more excited for the set, a little more awake, a little more aware. I feel like I sound better. I don't know. What about you? I mean, you're you're just... I feel a lot better working out before the set. I don't know why, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, my my energy is a lot better. And, like, I don't... I'm not as winded on stage anymore. Just because I feel like I'm working my lungs and, like, my my body's in, like, the best shape right now. So... It's definitely a lot easier. Love it. <laughs> you also don't get as sick when you're, like, keeping your body. Yeah, right now everyone's sick just because we went from it being, like, nice, beautiful weather, and then we came up to the north, and now it's, like, cold. And then I think in three days it's going to be 80 or 90 degrees again we go back down south. So it's just, it's, uh, it's you know, when your body goes through that, it's like, what the fuck? You, like, always get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, like... Literally two days ago, it was like 22, 23 degrees outside, like super warm, and yeah, all of a sudden yeah. it's super cold. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, we all just got this stupid cough right now, but, you know, we're professionals. We'll, we'll work through it. <laughs> now, uh, with Wasted Age, uh, who would you guys work with on that as far as a producer, and is that who you guys are going to go back with on the album? Um, we went with uh, Nick Sampson, one of our buddies from Rochester. He's done a lot of, like, uh, he's done a lot of, like, demos with us. And, like, we seem to do a lot better uh, when we're trying to work on some heavier stuff with him just because he's he's uh, he's been always very technical and been in bands that we played with. And, like, it's easier to work with somebody close to home and, like, that kind of understands what, what we're trying to go for. And that's why the song ended up so well because we would bounce uh, – we would bounce our ideas off, and we'd be like, "This is definitely a lot like your older stuff." So let's yeah. let's try and keep doing it like this. He's just so. the, the riff master. Like he's so good at helping us, you know, write catchy, like good riffs. And then um, for screaming and stuff, like his cadence ideas, like he always, you know, helps guide us in like a right direction for that. And he has a lot of input with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, like the formula is great with him. Um, and then we're talking about doing singing and like melodies with. Uh, a guy named Drew Falk out in L.A., so kind of splitting the record that way. And, um, you know, obviously if we write something really cool with Nick, it's going to stay. But, um, yeah, Drew Falk, he just has a a really great ear for melodies. We've been talking about recording all the singing with him and writing those together with him. Um, I mean, I feel like Kyle and I, like, we always come up with cool, like, melodies and cadences and stuff. But what we always need help with is someone telling us which one's sound good and which ones don't sound good because I mean especially Kyle he can come up with like 20 melodies right off the top of his head no problem but then our issue is like well we have 20 awesome melodies which one's the good one (laughs) so we kind of need a a third party to help us pick out the right ones yeah definitely I know as well with Nick I uh, talked to Ryan Kirby of Fit for a King and that's who they did their new uh, their their new record with and uh, just uh, just an incredible record front to back and I know Ryan actually said a, a big thing that Nick taught him uh, as a vocalist is he always used to go into the recording booth 
and really kind of move his hands when he was uh, recording. And Nick kind of got him to start holding his headphones when he started screaming and stuff like that. So, I mean, for you guys, even just working with him on that one song, is there any little uh, things that you guys kind of picked up, uh, you know, vocally as far as uh, what he had to say as far as patterns and that kind of stuff throughout the song? I mean, yeah, the, the cool thing with Nick, I mean, uh, we did the Crucible EP with him too. He's just... Uh, like, I'll think of a, some kind of cadence for, you know, a screaming part or something, and, um, like, it'll be kind of close to what he's thinking, but then he'll just change something or, like, add in a triplet pattern or something weird just to make it a little more unexpected, and, you know, I, I, his mind works really, really differently. So, yeah, I mean, in that aspect, yeah, I guess, like, for me, with writing, it makes me kind of think outside the box a little more. Now, as far as the timeline on that, you guys are hoping to have the record out at some point, uh, like first half of 2017? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We're still kind of talking about different ideas. We're trying not to do the uh, every band ever CD release where like you do pre-orders halfway through, all the way through the halfway point of Warp Tour and then release the record on Warp Tour. And like, we want to try to think of something a little more creative because that's what we've done our last you know, two releases it seems to be what 90% of bands do nowadays. Yeah. So we want to try to think outside the box a little bit. And the cool thing about Sharp Tone is they have really creative people working there. And, you know, we want to make this release different than our other ones and make it different for our fans and make it more engaging. So, uh, you know, that's all still in the work, so it's tough to say. But, yeah, sometime in 2017, we'll have a new record out. <laughs> we will be back talking more with Dave Stevens and Kyle Pavone of We Came As Romans. But first... We go back to 2013, off of their record of the same name, it's Tracing Back Roots on Rock the Walls.
talking with Kyle and Dave from We Came As Romans on Rock the Walls. Go and check out their brand new single, Wasted Age. Currently out on the road with Parkway Drive and Counterparts. Now, just as far as that goes in signing a Sharp Tone Records, uh, for you guys, uh, your contract's obviously up with Equal Vision. Um, there had to have been a lot of offers and options on the table in terms of uh, which label you're going to go with. And obviously Sharp Tone is a, a brand new startup. Attila's Swell on the label and a couple of other uh, bands. For you guys in signing of that, what really uh, went into that and kind of uh, the decision-making process? Is that something where you guys kind of knew it right away or you guys uh, had a couple of meetings with other labels and kind of uh, made a decision at the end of it? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny as our manager was like, you guys can be the hot girl at the party right now. Like, let them all take you out to dinner, but just don't go home with any of them. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was kind of fun for a minute, just, like, meeting different people. And, dude, the, yeah, there was several labels that we really clicked with on a personal level. Um, but uh, the difference with Sharp Tone is, like, they gave us a great deal, and the team that they had working there, we already knew several of them. And, you know, the things they had done in the past and um, the things they were famous for, so... You know, that kind of really helped us make the decision. You know, the fact that we already felt halfway comfortable with the team. And then, you know, they, like, working out all the nitty-gritty details of the of the deal, it was just easy. It was too easy. So, I mean, it just kind of fell into place perfectly. Yeah. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't easy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we had a really good connection with the people at Spine Farm, too. And um, But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it just, it just worked out a little bit better with Sharp Tone. Now, uh, just as far as it goes and kind of uh, tour plans coming up for you guys, so pretty much right after this tour, you guys are going to be uh, just going home, writing this record, and heading to the studio? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> we get a lot of time off, and the majority of that is due to writing, so it's just going to be studio, and then we got some stuff planned for the summer, and that's all that we're really cooking up right now. Yeah, and we really wanted to make sure we had enough time to write the record, because it's not something that can be rushed. I mean... People that work for us, it seemed like they were, like, giving us a month and a half, two months to write and record a record. And we're like, no, man. Like, yeah. we need at least double that. Like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, they gave us a lot of time. And it, it kind of works out perfectly as it's around the holidays. So, you know, we'll be writing in Detroit and L.A. basically and, you know, get to see our families and everything else for the holidays. So it works out pretty perfect. Good to be home on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which is so much better because last year we spent Thanksgiving on a flight to Russia in the air. So that was fun. <laughs> Actually, it just ceased to exist, didn't it? Because, like, we lost a day or something. So, like, yeah. Thanksgiving didn't even exist. <laughs> Plus, I mean, too, be, being home for a little while, you guys will get a chance to go to a lot of Red Wings games this year. Yeah, last season at the Joe. So, 
sad, but exciting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where are they putting the new arena now? Is it going to be like downtown where Straight like Comerica? 75. Uh, yeah, it's like, like Kitty Corners with uh, Comerica Park. Oh, nice. So it's, it's going to bring uh, a lot of business to a part of town that there's no business. Yeah. So it'll be cool. And just uh, as far as the upcoming season for the Red Wings, I mean, the season kicks off on Wednesday night. Uh, do you guys think this is a rebuilding year? Do they keep the streak of going to the playoffs going? Or what do you think is going to happen? People have the Wings yeah. not making it. Um, I say they clinch again like last year. It really depends, though, because I think that our rookies and our players that are coming up are actually way better than we think they are. And I think that Steve Ott was, like, a great addition to the team. Uh, and Vanek also. Yeah, Vanek. Um, I think we're going to do better than people expect us to, but I don't see us advancing past round one, to be honest. Um, really <laughs> but I mean, if Peter's going to play his hard. Yeah, I think our goaltending and our defense is going to really make or break us. But yeah. We'll see. The goal is to win <laughs> by more than a goal. I mean, the fact game. that we've been rebuilding for the last couple of years and we're still making playoffs, I mean, just for me, like, that's amazing. If we were to not make the playoffs this year, I mean, we're still – still hold the record for you know the consecutive playoff appearances and everything else in, so. in all of pro sports not just the yeah, nhl not too. Even just hockey so if they were to miss the playoffs it's not the end of the world i mean i would be really bored which would suck yeah but. <laughs> i'd be really upset yeah and uh just as far as music that you guys have been listening to whether it's uh, kind of heavy music or uh anything anything else what have you guys been uh listening to either right on the road or back at home i've been listening to a lot of grime uh, just like yeah, a lot of UK underground. Grind. It's weird. Just like Wiley Skepta, uh, JME. Um, damn, everyone, everyone at Boy Ben and No. Uh, who else? Basically, everyone at Boy Ben and No is just on fire right now. Yeah. It's a great label. Um, other than that, like I'm, I'm not really listening to music right now. I feel like I'm I'm too busy. Yeah. On tour right now, I'm like way too busy. Like I don't ever catch myself with my headphones on anymore. So yeah. if I if I do, we're we're lifting, lift, listening to like like Konichiwa or like like Wiley's new record. So I like a lot of heavy stuff. So I've been listening to the new Knocked Loose, and uh, still stuck on the All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us record by Architects. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have you got a chance to check out the the new Fit for a King album yet or, uh, no, or Prada? I haven't. I, I uh, seem to have missed that release, so check it out. <laughs> yeah, what the, the new Prada record especially, it's like kind of a little bit of a departure of what they've done before. They try a lot of like really cool, really awesome new stuff, I think. Sweet. So, yeah, man, should be awesome. And uh, just as far as uh, where you guys would like to go and uh, listeners go and pick up the brand new single, just iTunes, all the digital platforms yeah, pretty much. I mean, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All the spots. Google Play. Google Play. Amazon. iTunes. Amazon Music. Yeah. All the usual suspects. And uh, just one last question. I mean, going into this record for you guys, I mean, after seeing all the positive response of the fans uh, going uh, into recording the next couple months, do you guys uh, feel like this is kind of a, a really big kind of a, a statement record for you guys? Or do you guys feel any pressure at all going into it? Or is it kind of a, just business as usual for you guys? You know, you always have something to prove every single record you release. We always have the mentality, every record, do or die. Like, we always feel like if it doesn't go over well, it's our last, so... The, you know, the feeling's still the same. It's like every record we go in, we're like, is this going to be our last? Are people going to like it? So it's always a really nerve-wracking, stressful time. But 
I mean, so far we're four for four, so hopefully we can make it five for five yeah. and keep it going, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and just as far as uh, your dr- drummer, obviously, Eric left. Uh, you guys announced that last week. Uh, who do you guys have it on the road with you right now? And uh, obviously kind of a little bit too early to tell whether it's going to be a full-time replacement or you guys will kind of know in time. Yeah, we got uh, our friend Joe out with us. He plays in a band called A Lot Like Birds, and he's uh, he's insane. He's you know he's a professional studio drummer basically. He knows all I don't know. He plays jazz normally too. I think I don't know. He's crazy, and uh, <clears throat> no, he's a good guy and everything. But you know, Eric's departure is kind of fresh, and we're going back into the studio to record and write anyways. So yeah. it's kind of something that we'll probably figure out within the next year if we're going to add a permanent member or just keep you know hiring different drummers that come out so yeah so, so you guys are probably looking at like a studio drummer on this coming record probably yeah and it, we think it'd be cool to get someone that we're friends with to do it like uh we've kind of been small talking with adam Greggs. he's a good friend of ours and he's shown a little bit of interest in playing on the record and um you know we want it to be someone that you know or like joe has become a friend of ours too so <clears throat> we want it to be somebody that we know and we're friends with definitely well i mean Text in July, they're all wrapped up now, so I mean, I guess he's got a little bit of free time on his hands, so. Yeah, dude, and he's sick, so I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Definitely. Well, guys, uh, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls tonight. I really appreciate it for your time, and uh, one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they want the listeners to hear, and then a song uh, each that you guys would like to hear by uh, any band, any artist, any genre. Sorry, two songs. Uh, so a song each from uh, you guys, and a song okay. from uh, any other band or artist you want to hear. All right, uh, wasted age. <laughs> um, made hard damn, I wish I could say wasted age. <laughs> Hope. Hope. Awesome. Hope. And a song each by another band. Match made in heaven. Architects. Happy song. Bring me the horizon. Awesome. Yeah, you actually like Bring Me. That's funny. It's like the one band. Yeah. <laughs> Go and check out their brand new single. It's out right now on Sharp Tone Records. Catch them out on the road with Parkway Drive and Counterparts. This is We Came as Romans, Wasted Age on Rock the Walls. You got me thinking it's over, so let me out!
We Came As Romans, Wasted Age on Rock the Walls. That is the brand new single that they dropped just a couple weeks back. Really stoked to hear uh, what they're going to come up with on this forthcoming release that they're going to be dropping in 2017. Just uh, really interesting to kind of hear where they're at and uh, kind of where they're going to take this album. Uh, some real interesting stuff. So uh, stoked to hear more new music from We Came As Romans coming up in 2017. That is going to be all for Rock the Walls tonight. A very special thank you goes out to, once again, Maddie Mullins and Jake Garland of Memphis Mayfire and Kyle Pavone and Dave Stevens of We Came As Romans for being on the show tonight. Check out Memphis Mayfire's brand new album, This Light I Hold. It is out now. Awesome record front to back. One of my favorite releases so far this year. And of course, the brand new We Came As Romans single. Coming up on next week's show, I'll be speaking with some 41 guitarist Dave Browntown Backash and as well, vocalist of To The Wind, Tanner Murphy. It's going to be a radtastic show. I think you guys are really going to enjoy these interviews. I have been your host, Patrick Walford. This has been Rock The Walls. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes to stay up to date with everything going on on the show and follow me over on social media at Rock the Walls on Twitter and Facebook. You have yourselves a great week, and always remember to listen loud.